Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! Welcome in, Three Dudes with a View, Monday edition. My name is Del Kennedy. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm dude number three. My pronouns are George and Dickel. Um, I hope you had a good weekend. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, is still out there driving the bus somewhere, and I don't believe we have contact with him. Ah, here he is, the bus park. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Hey, the bus is uh, parked for the summer now, is it? De- well, yeah, after today it is for my public school kids. So, yeah. All right. Yep, it is done. So. School's out, school's out. Yeah. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody out there. Regular special guest dude, uh, Carrie Powers. How you doing? Excellent. Happy Monday. All right, folks. Uh, Welcome back, Carrie. Thank you. <laughs> I believe you've got a, a, a rising sophomore in co- I mean, a, a freshman in college, now a sophomore. I, indeed, I do. And she's home for the summer? Yes, sir. There we go. Mm-hmm. All right. Successful freshman year, thankfully. There we go. All right, folks, there are a number of things going on, but what seems to have boiled up here uh, on a local or state level is this third grade promotion thing. And I've been scanning around the Internet at the various uh, reactions to it, or at least the, the positive reactions aren't, aren't covered or aren't out there, uh, but the negative reactions. And what... Uh, you know, sometimes you get this, you know, the teachers union types are saying, uh, make no mistake, this is all part of Governor Bill Lee's uh, war on public schools, steering millions into private pockets. Uh, they, the, the underlying assumption there being that uh, the, the third grade parents want their children socially promoted. I don't think that's a valid assumption, at least not in a majority. Uh, what's going on is that our schools are being exposed as social promoters in a big way. Uh, and the Dixon County parents are upset about it. And they're going, <laughs> what they're saying is, why aren't our students performing, performing on a third grade level? And over there, 30% of third graders uh tested as not proficient uh, and uh, to be promoted to fourth grade. Folks, the figure in Murray County is 40%. And what this is exposing is institutional social promotion. The parents are shocked to learn that their child is not performing on a third grade level. And uh, that's where the real anger lies. Go ahead, Mr. York. Well, I was going to say, you know, it's a little late. Uh, now they're punishing kids in the third grade. What happened in kindergarten, first and second grade? Good question. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, to... all of a sudden we drop a law. Better late book, than never. And, and we drop a law on the books and, and, and put a log jam in grade and kids moving from grade to grade. So because I... adults didn't 
put something in place a couple of years ago. We should just continue to let these kids go. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the logic here. I mean, I mean, 40%, you know, there you go. 40% of uh, Murray County school students uh, just, I mean, they'll never catch up. I mean, they're just going to get farther and farther behind year after year after year. And what's been exposed is, is we just go ahead and promote them. Just all you got to do is, I don't know what you got to do to graduate high school now. Sign your name. I don't know. Well, the word punishment Apparently you can do anything and you're, you're going to graduate. Sorry. I just, it's hard for me to apply the word punishment. I mean, they go, we go to school to learn. If they haven't learned, are we just going to move them through? I mean, don't these kids want to be functional members of society? And then educate, being educated is a step towards doing that. I think there are so many factors in education for, for kids to learn. There's the socioeconomic level. There's the education of the parents. There's the community. There's the teachers. There's the student. I think all kids really need an IEP. Uh, to to help them move from grade to grade, and that's what nobody wants to talk about. Uh, what is an IEP? Individual individual education plan for each student. Well, for fidelity of resources, resources, Mr. York. Time. Yeah, that, it takes money, resources, and time. Yeah, and and that's the Tennessee just, has never uh, committed to that. More money. You know, that's a. I mean, that's just a pie in the sky, and we don't have the money or the time for pie in the sky, but I do want these kids captured, ultimately. So I think we have the same goal, just... Yeah, like Clayton say, what do you do? Just let them go? I mean, we got to have some intervention at some point to try to help them out. Well, okay. But, I mean, that's what's happening now, though, is they're just being let go. And I think why parents are really upset is that they've been misled. They thought their child was operating or functioning at a third grade level and now come to find out their child is not and uh that's where the anger is coming from and uh well a lot of parents don't know Delk, because they don't get involved in this in the education of their child i think like they should uh and they think that teachers are are the be-all cure-all and that's just not the case well the teachers you know in the past teachers said oh yeah good to go go on fourth grade and uh the parents have just said, okay, well, yeah, that's what the teacher says, you know. I, I tell you what's shocking think... is they actually got the test back in time to tell the scores this quickly. I mean, that that's that's what's shocking to me about all this, that they were able to get these scores back rather quickly. At all schools? Yeah. I was under the impression that um, some Murray schools County is hadn't delivered received today. theirs. Oh, there's, two, there's two today, there two more that are being delivered today, Middle Tennessee that I know. But okay. Apparently, Murray County is already back. Forty percent of our third graders are not proficient. Um, that, I believe when did that, that come in? Priority. They were supposed to just expose them to uh, deliver them today. I've heard that on the news this morning, Mister. Um, okay, they must have done an early press release. Something, yeah. I mean, th- this is, you know, and, and again, what's being exposed is that social promotion is just baked into our public school system these days and so I, you know I, I, I don't know what the t- requirements are to ultimately graduate you sign your signature you show up for enough days There's a number of credits you gotta have a num- certain number of credits to graduate well you apparently you're gonna get the credits i mean that's well, not a got problem. options for credit recovery i mean there are lots of ways to get those credits these days yeah i mean but 
I mean, like I said, nobody's being denied graduation because they don't have enough credits. I mean, apparently there's a way to get credits, even just get a warm body to the classroom. I don't know. Sometimes it doesn't seem like you have to do that. You Uh, know, you mentioned the teachers being the be-all, cure-all or something like that. I think that we have so many good teachers. There's been a trickle-down effect that has evolved in the teachers being told, um, do this, no, do that. And Coach Mike, you are a teacher. I mean, I'd love to hear your perspective. Well, I'll just put my perspective in this way and the pressure that's put on them. Uh, my first year in public schools, I had my first quarter grades come out and at that at that point which was not unusual you know for for me was a good 40 to 50 percent of my kids at that moment in the first quarter were not passing the score because they didn't do well in the first test they were getting to know me this and that i got a memo an official memo that said number one you better watch your passing averages because if if you stay at 40 percent passing you will not have a job next year you do not have tenure if you stay at 40 percent passing you will not have a job next year it wasn't that you know can we help you get this up and stuff like that it was you better get these kids to passing and the pressure was put on me you know and and again my colleagues, you know, I, I went to some of my colleagues. I said, what's going on here? I'm giving 7th and 8th grade work to sophomores at this point, and they're still not passing. You know, and they said, you better figure it out. You better figure out how to pass them, or you won't have a job next year. Okay, yeah, Mike, so, what, so what do I do? I figure out how to get these kids through. For the first time in my career, I figured out how to use what I came up with, what I thought was a fair, and I hate to use the word term, but I did it, a curve. Or you watered it down. I, I had to. I mean, it was it was either that or, you know, and, and, and most of the time in my other school, in, in my private school situations and stuff like that, the first quarter was always the rough quarter because the kids were getting used to the way I presented things, the way I tested things, and then usually they would rise up to it. And the quarter the quarter grade was just a report. I was just a progress report anyway. It was it was nothing official, and then usually the kids would rise up to it. And this time I was warned: you either fix this on you know from your end, or you won't be here next year. There you go, folks. There's the problem. And, and see, Mike, they didn't take into account anything about individual student learning. They didn't give you any resources. They didn't give you any help other than get the grades up. Well, so yeah, I mean, automatically, that was, what you do is give a test that almost anybody can pass. You know? Yeah, I, I, I of course, I was, I was a little bit stubborn at that point. I tried to, you know, I, I dug in. I kept trying to do extra stuff. I kept trying to help the kids in, in this and that. But, uh, but yeah, the pressure was on, and I started doing things I never that I never done, never had done in my career before. Oh, Let's do note, though, you were not in Murray County at this particular job. Right. Okay. Okay. Yes. But the same pressure was there when I came here to Murray County. Okay. It was was not as as blatant, but it was there. Yeah. There you go. 
That's there's the problem. And, and education is so complex with so many individual learning styles in a classroom. You know, teachers have a tremendous job to try to get even thirty percent or ten percent of students to to be on level. Well, so apparently that's not, not taken into account. You know, everybody just wants good numbers. Apparently, well, apparently it's not too complex in Williamson County. Only seven percent up there tested as that was in their special school district yes okay but that's a totally different that's that's always the answer i'm they got resources i I, you know that is always the answer and i just am not seeing much difference anymore in williamson and murray i mean uh we we're just there's not that much difference anymore we're we're rapidly up delk are you dreaming we are rapidly aligning From again, from 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 a from a teacher's perspective, the biggest difference I saw coming from the private sector into the public sector was the involvement of mom and dad. Uh, Parent-teacher conferences in the private sector were three were scheduled for three hours. We went regularly went five hours because I had you know at at my three hour line, I still had eight people down the hallway lined up waiting to see me. In the 24 years, 24 years of public education, if I had eight people show up to a parent-teacher conference, I had a big day. I think they discourage parents from coming by the way they do it at starting in middle school. I never missed a conference when I was given a time to show up, ever. Basically, it's we'll contact you if we need you now. But if you go, you stand in line. It is it is helter-skelter. It is very inefficient use of the parents time because it's you just show up at the parent at the teacher's door and then you wait for your turn until you go to the next teacher and then you stand in line it's um, well, that, i that, think that it i finally was like i'm never doing this again that would that depend if on you school need me, call me at my wife's school they had slotted times was this in middle school uh this is in elementary okay but, in elementary we had slotted but time. yeah it was it was a slotted time that you signed up for yes that, that you showed up and so the teacher knew who was coming in and when and so they could have all their stuff lined up uh, in middle again, school, getting people to show up is the problem, and well, we don't have a problem showing up at football games, do we, Mike? No, not unless you're losing. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's time, it's time to take a break. But hey, why couldn't we? Uh, you know, why couldn't we be just three times as bad as Williamson County? You know, twenty-one percent. You know, I mean, no, folks. The the difference is, you know, they used to say you had a. a you know, they had an educated population up there. Well, the people are moving across that county line in about literally thousands and thousands each year, and, and they are the same socio-demographic, uh, you know, as Williamson County. They're educated, college-educated parents. Uh, you know, we've got a lot more money than we used to have. Uh, we are rapidly catching up in Williamson County in terms of uh, resources. Then we need to look at a breakdown of our specific schools and their scores. And because you're right, there is more money, and there's, but there's, it is at different schools we are, with different socioeconomic uh, 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 well, demographics. So, socioeconomic level, we are rapidly coming into alignment with Williamson County. All right. Parks 
Motor Sales is Middle Tennessee. Visit parks at 919 Nashville Highway and test drive truck favorites like the GMC Sierra or Canyon. Or try a popular SUV like the GMC Acadia or Terrain. Parks also has a wide variety of certified pre-owned vehicles for every need. At ParksMotorsales.com, you'll see an extensive inventory, their latest deals, and servicing options. Shop Parks Motor Sales once and you'll agree. Parks, GMC, we are professional grade. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Have you been hauling your own garbage to the convenience center? Are you tired of doing it? Does your work schedule keep you from hauling it off regularly? Is your teenage son not taking it off like he promised when he got his driver's license? Do you have something better to do on Saturday? If any of these questions strike home to you, call the Garbage Man at 931-540-0919 and your problem will be solved. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Dr. Wendy Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Are you suffering from knee pain despite trying usual medications and injections? If this is you, I have great news. Most common causes of knee pain are degeneration due to aging, injury, or repeated stress. In our office, we offer decompression for the knee, which increases range of motion and decreases pain in arthritic and degenerative knees. Studies have shown that this type of mechanical traction can be more effective than conventional methods alone. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call mepainfree.com or 615-551-9224. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. 
Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwingGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwingGroup. Or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwing Group. Land is your legacy. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shurex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Del Kennedy, dude number two, Clayton Harris, how you doing? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody out there. Regular special guest dude, Carrie Powers, how are you? Excellent. Thank you. Happy Monday. All right. I'm looking here. One of the headlines I saw over the weekend was an interview with uh, Ice Cube, uh, the rapper, uh, who... Uh, says that uh and and i bring this up because i commented last week we're seeing uh a a good number now of rising black republicans uh arising onto the national stage uh they're very capable uh they represent i think a new face of the republican party one of them of course being tim scott over in south carolina Byron Donalds down in Florida. Uh, this fellow who's the uh, now the uh, nominee for uh, governor in Kentucky. Can't remember his name. Um, but this is definitely a trend. They're young. They're smart. They're vibrant. They're uh, capable of being leaders on any stage. Uh, but Ice Cube calls into question the Democratic Party's traditional support of the uh, I mean the uh, black community's traditional support of the Democratic Party and one of the things that he did a few years ago uh, is that he created what he called a was called a contract with black America that spelled out a lot of different issues that we believe were the reason why it was so much why it was so much unrest after George George Floyd was killed. I released the document 
and everybody wanted to talk to me. The Republicans asked to talk to me, and the Democrats. I went to talk to both of them about the contract. Ice Cube claims that the Republicans were eager to implement some of the provisions of the contract, while the Democrats have chosen to ignore him until after the election. The Republicans asked if I could, if asked if could they implement some things from the contract into their proposal, and I said the document was open to anybody to use in any way they desired. So they just want to use it for educational purposes. They could. If they wanted to add more paragraphs, more ideas to it, they could. If they wanted to use it to get a law changed, they could. So I don't mind them using it. I met with the Democrats. The Democrats said, well, we like 90% of what's in there, and we'll talk to you after the election about it. Uh, Ice Cube emphasized the need for actual results and called on his fellow black Americans to reevaluate their political loyalties. There's like a stigma among the African-American community, Republicans, stuff like that. I don't know what's going on in the African-American community. When it comes to that, you know what I mean? Black people have supported Democrats for 50, 60 years, and nothing has changed. So something's got to change. There you go, folks. And, you know, in in this state, uh, African-Americans have effectively disenfranchised themselves from uh, any participation in state politics and uh, locally they have some power in Davidson County and Shelby County, Memphis and Nashville you know and the the Republican Party would welcome black participation uh, and they would be heard if they joined up and talked with Republicans in Tennessee, they would be heard, and they would be able to actually accomplish something. Well, Delk, as long as you all demonstrate that you're conducive to change and want to grow in the party, then you know you might be able to pull some African Americans. But let me give you an example. Trump had a record of of, of what happened in the fifth district in Tennessee. Miss Brooks was clearly the best candidate out of all the candidates she was she was more uh she was more on top of all the issues than any candidate she was sharp no and, doubt about it and and none of the republicans voted for her none she got some votes i mean 1700 votes out of a hundred and some thousand um I... <laughs> that's none <laughs> so the Republicans well, don't demonstrate support was, for was, people who are active and want to do something for their community, and, and they happen to be black. Republicans saw, don't support them. I, I, I saw a, a warm outcoming for uh, for uh, Natisha Brooks here in Murray County. Uh, Mr. York, there's more to it than, you know, the the our. You know what? What you, I mean, you know that there's more to it than politics. Mean, yeah, you got to, you got to have you got to have a plan. But none of the other candidates had any plan. And then who did we elect? The Slitherer. Well, you, <laughs> the Slitherer of Slitherers. We yeah, elected. That, that had nothing to do with race. I mean, Miss Brooks had very little name recognition. She didn't have uh, the ability to raise a lot of money. Uh, and oh, so nice about money, huh? 
No. If you got enough money, you can run. But well, it is, and it. Is. I mean, Miss York, you know as well as I do. It doesn't matter what party you're talking about or what election. People tend to vote for somebody they think can win instead of wasting their vote on somebody who's not going to win. They vote for somebody who can deal with the issues that they face day-to-day on a broad scale. Uh, Mr. And, it, and it's proven that Republicans don't deal with the issues. They they, they are performative-type individuals. I don't know who proved that, uh, but, uh, you know, what Andy did was... Uh, latch on to a a pervasive anger uh, about vaccines and masks. He latched on to the money because the big boys up in Washington supported him and and he's beholden to them forever. Yeah, because of his prior connections, uh, he was able to raise a lot of money from these Americans for Prosperity or whoever. A man that had nothing in his bank account and then all of a sudden he's got thousands of dollars in his bank account and he's getting pack money from all over the country from other republicans that's where it goes at well and he still doesn't have any policies he hasn't been back to murray county he hasn't been back to the state i don't think uh mr york i mean i i, I just don't understand what you're talking about i mean tisha brooks um just didn't have access to those things you know i mean I, that's she the, was the that's best the way candidate. The, that's the way the cookie crumbles, you know. I mean, look at what Tabby Chicago hate to say that right about now. Another Republican, but she was the best Republican candidate y'all had. You didn't she, support her. She was quite impressive, but, but, but the, the, I don't, you know. I, uh, so when you get an article about Ice Cube, Ice T, Ice Bond, whoever that makes his opinion, it's not the only opinion out there. You know, there's a lot of it's, there are some black Republicans out there. Tim Scott, you know, old Donald, but they'll find that they are limited in what they can do. Well, Tim you, Scott already found out when he tried to do the gun bill, they told him not to do it. Look at the citizens of Chicago and the press conferences that they've had regarding illegal immigration. That's got to make them think a little bit about who they vote for. In Chicago, I don't think so. You don't think so? Uh-uh. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know how else to, it's affecting their lives. I don't know how else to, they'll change their vote. Because, again, what have the Democrats done for the African-American people over the last 60 years? Yeah. What and, have they done? What has changed? And, and, and on it's the con- a lot better when... No, when no, no. no, no. Well, go, give, me, give me an answer. Like, give yeah. me a factual answer. Providing health care. Providing affordable you're, you're providing affordable health care to every African-American person in this country? Not not every, but they provided the opportunity to have health care for folks. Democrats when, alone did that. When the Republicans didn't even, won't even touch it, they tried to replace it. Replace it with what? Nothing. They had nothing to replace it with. So Democrats did that all on their own? Yes, they did it basically on their own. Basically on their own. Well, here in Tennessee, the Tennessee legislature has continuously expanded Ten Care, and it's quite accessible. Yes, and uh, so there we go. Well, the quality of and we still got. You want to talk about the quality of that, or like, is it a check the box? Yeah, I mean, the high deductibles have really put a lot of people further from actually accessing the health care. So anyway, we we, we, y'all want to check the box, great. But if you want accessible for quality. Let's. That's a different discussion. All right. Yeah. The biggest re- debt in Tennessee is health care debt, Carrie. 
That's what people owe the doctors and physicians and whatever, because they don't have affordable health care. Because the health care that they have has very high deductibles that then they're getting a bill for that they cannot pay. But do they have something that says, I hope this is my insurance policy? Well, there's 330,000 people in Tennessee that could use affordable health care. The ACA in this state will not even touch it. Oh, Lord, this sets off all sorts of stuff. Let's go with you, Carrie. Miss York, we've heard what you've got to say a zillion times, and it's a broken record. Um, what, what, so are you a Republican, Carrie Powers, in favor of uh, lower deductibles in 10, ten care in Tennessee? Uh, ten care. Ten care, there's no deductibles. But that's cover kids and things we're talking about two different things about you're, you're people talk, you're who talking couldn't, about private health care that everyone can yeah. access has access to getting insurance right. that's not 10 care like the marketplace you're talking about yes yeah yes but 10 care when you look at quality and access access to care just i mean if i had the time to go back and get a master's it would be in healthcare econ i'm totally fascinated by this but it is very broken and things have names and check boxes but the reality is very different there's a lot of similarities in healthcare and education we want to talk about things but the actual utility is very very different give us an example i don't what i'm having a hard time picturing what you're talking about well in hell in public in the uh we hear there's 700 million for mental health in public schools yet so that's a fact but the accessibility of it is very challenging in the healthcare realm everyone supposedly has access to um what was obama's word for healthcare um affordable care act affordable care act so they go through the marketplace right. and get a policy, but the deductibles are so high that by the time they go to the clinic, they then receive a bill that is so astronomical they cannot pay it. And it's, then they're going to say next time, oh, I'm not going because I still haven't paid off my bill last time. But Carrie, isn't that deductible a personal choice by the person that subscribes to that particular insurance? So we're for personal choice now. But I'm saying it's a personal, personal choice. Responsibility. I know, I it's know a personal that... choice, but for someone who hasn't had insurance in 10 years and they think, ooh, I can get it. And they may not, I don't think they, most people actually really understand yeah, this. Yeah, but I think, I think most yeah, but I... people, most people now are learning that in healthcare, the price is not the price. Uh, you can always negotiate off the price. There's 15 or 20 different prices for any sort of health care uh, of any type. So uh, the price is not the price. Um, all right, let's take a break and come back. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.
so you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Let's talk about antique versus vintage jewelry. Did you know antique jewelry is over 100 years old and vintage is 50 to 100 years? Tillis Jewelry, located downtown Columbia, has a wonderful collection from Georgian, Victorian, Edwardian, and Art Deco. We select every piece for their timeless beauty. Stop by and select your favorite piece. Jewelry to last a lifetime. Remember, Tillis Jewelry, your antique and vintage jewelry store. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Heller's Heat wave heroes are keeping you from getting burned this summer if you know you need an ac replacement don't wait until it breaks down and you're sweating it out our heat wave heroes are saving the day with hot deals to keep you cool get a free uv light and free electronic air cleaner when you purchase select new hvac systems this month don't wait until you need rescuing call the heat wave heroes visit happyhiller.com call the happy face truck today Fast-paced health provides easy access to quality care close to home. The streets you live on are the streets we live on. We're part of the baseball games and Main Street parades. Your community is our community, and it's our mission to provide you with quick, convenient, and affordable health care. We're here for the injuries and illnesses, the preventative treatments, the chronic conditions, and so much more. Fast-paced health. Reserve your spot in line today. Fast-paced health is now open at 600 South James M. Kimball Boulevard. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. All right. Welcome back, everybody. This is T. Willie. I got uh, our good friend, Mr. Miles Johnson, on the phone. He's going to tell us what's happening at Foodland this week. Miles, I hope you're having a great day so far. Oh, yeah. I'm having a great day. Excellent. So what uh, what kind of All specials right. we got this week? 
Well, this week we got ground chuck for three seventy nine a pound, assorted pork chops for a dollar fifty nine a pound, T bone steaks four ninety nine a pound, Nestle Pure Life twenty four pack water three for eleven, and Coca Cola twelve pack cans and eight pack bottles both two for ten. All right, and these sales run through next Tuesday, correct? And again, you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., located right there on West 7th Street, right near the post office. So, Miles, uh, great deals. Uh, People need to come in and check them out. And uh, we'll uh, give you a call next Thursday and see how you're doing then. So, Miles, you have a great day. And uh, again, thanks for the uh, great staff. They really help everybody out when they come in. So, we'll talk to you later. All righty. Thank you. Thank you. We're back. What happened to the music? 38 special. Gee whiz. That's a, that a good vibe going there. It was gone. It, now it's gone. It's not on the loop. It just it ran its course. <laughs> there we go. It Bye-bye. Bye-bye, 30, to come back in. Bye-bye 38 special. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one on this Monday morning and all mornings, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Del. Good morning. And regular special guest dude, Carrie Powers. How are you? I'm great. I did get listener feedback about our health care topic. <laughs> All right. Let's 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 get back to that. I mean, we, we were talking about uh, the ascendancy of some young, very capable black politicians on a national stage, Republican black politicians. And uh, Ms. York brought up Natisha Brooks. Um, who uh, was a, a very capable and engaging candidate for Congress and did not prevail. And he says, well, that's what's going to happen to all black people. Well, it was your, and then somehow we got off on health care. You know, people like uh, Byron Donalds down in Georgia, uh, they didn't start with anything either. Uh, somehow or another, they figured out how to uh, raise money and propel themselves onto the national stage. Natisha Brooks just hadn't figured it out. You know, I, I mean, I don't know what the magic sauce is, but she didn't figure it out. Uh, and it's not it's not a textbook <laughs> test of getting up there and you know giving the right answers and all that kind of the right answers and stuff in politics doesn't count for doodly. I hope she stays uh, at it though. I I, I really I, liked her. I did, I think she planted some seeds that uh, may grow for but uh, unlike tim scott and unlike this fellow up in kentucky uh, she hadn't figured it out as to how to raise the amount of money needed to uh, be a candidate on uh, you know be a viable candidate Um, and so that's just the nature of all politics be you black or be you white Uh, yeah cameron's got a got a golden spoon to politics you know is his his relationship to Mitch McConnell because he married Mitch McConnell's niece. Niece. What are you talking about? The the guy up in Kentucky that's going to be the, the black Republican that's going to run against Bashir. Well, and that happens, you he, know. Name he's, recognition. He's married to Mitch McConnell's niece, so he's got a lot of pull in the state. He's I, got a lot of support. You know, connections count, and you you don't always you know you don't 
I mean, people get connections they do deserve. They get connections they don't deserve. You know, I mean, it's well, just... We'll see how Tim Scott's going to do. Politics is... Ra- well, I, I, I rank Tim Scott's chances as very low, uh, simply because one thing... It, very low? Well, well, why is his chances very low? Because nobody's going to catch Trump at this point, period. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're the second coming. You're not going to catch Trump. Hmm. Yeah, the sex offender. No, oh, good gosh. Yeah, but you're putting out a false narrative, Mr. York. And that is not a false narrative. He's been indicted no, and convicted. The idea that there's some kind of glass ceiling for black Republican politicians, there's just not. And uh, well, J.C. Watts could tell you a different story. Mr. York, there's just not. I mean, it's just a false narrative. It's well, you know, I know you all uh, it, it hurt. You know, Michael Steele could tell you a different story too. About what? About the Republican Party. What would that Michael mean? Steele used to be the chairman? He was a lieutenant governor for Maryland. Then Remember? he became the chairman of the RNC. Well, let, with regard to J.C. Watts and Michael Steele, uh, again, it's just first of all they were some of the early. Uh, rising Republican leaders and the the early ones just didn't have the special sauce that the uh, that the ones we're seeing now have. <laughs> These things evolve. Um, Michael Steele was a lieutenant governor of Maryland and he didn't have the special sauce? No, he just didn't. He didn't, he, didn't, he wasn't a Byron Donalds, he wasn't a Tim Scott. Uh, he just he's not. And, uh, <clears throat> and yeah, I, he wasn't a, obedient. That that was the problem. He wasn't obedient. It's it, these are intangibles, Mr. York, and and the it, you know, like I said, giving the right answers, saying the right things, gets you nowhere in politics. You know, I mean, that's, well, I I know you all have to have to do some diversity, even though you got one candidate that's killing diversity in his own state. But you have to create some diversity so people York, would this, so he this, can pull some votes. Th- you know? These these young. Uh, folks uh, are not a diversity project. They are leaders in every sense of the word with a Republican Party that is hungry for direction and leadership. And when somebody can demonstrate that, they latch on to them. And that's what's going on. And that will change the Republican Party and will change, uh, you know, this is a new era in terms of of, of black Republican candidates. We are seeing candidates uh, of the quality as black Republicans that we have not seen before. And they will have their effect. And that's just a matter of uh, the maturation of, of black uh, Republic, black Republicans in, in the Republican Party. Yes, in the, in the early days they were called <coughs> in and, you know, and, oh, great, you're a black guy, you're our token, yeah. you know. And that certainly happened uh, 15, 20, 25 years ago. Uh, this and is a you whole still don't new... have enough. You still don't have enough minorities in the party it, to make this any is, difference, this is, uh Yes, there are enough now to make a difference. And uh, this O'Donnell is whole... and Tim Scott and who else? And who the Democrats got that age? Oh, they got Hakeem Jeffries. They got Jim Clyburn that's been there for years. They got, you know... <laughs> Ocasio Tez, you know they got they got all yeah, kind of see. folks none of, that, none of, that create diversity. None of whom are viable on the national stage at all. 
Well, to you, they might not. But they do, do you get, realize Generation Z, Generation X, the millennials are changing the dynamics of the elections? They're not dealing with old Caucasians like yourself? Well, that that's the problem with the Democratic Party. It's all it's got is old Caucasians. <laughs> and uh, Chuck and Nancy. You know, Jim Clyburn, uh, you know, would carry South Carolina, and that's it. Uh, I doubt he. Why? Well, I doubt he even carried South Carolina in a national race. And uh, well, he's not going to run. He's oh, yeah. he's he's relinquished. They got Hakeem Jeffries. Hakeem Jeffries is a is he, he may be doing a great leadership in Congress, but he's demonstrated nothing on the national stage at this point. Well, uh, he hasn't tried the national stage, Dale. Well, he, he's a speaker of the he's, minority he's leader of the House. Of the minority leader well, of the House. Well, that would be the, the national. That would be the national stage. He, has, he hasn't been going around you in don't, different states campaigning. You don't have this these kind of dynamic, uh, you know, middle aged folks, you know, forty something folks that uh, the the Republicans don't. You just don't. So you got two people. You got Tim Scott and Old Donald. That's all you got. And the candidate for governor in Kentucky. Uh, and, you know... That's that, all you got. Three. That's three more than you got. Three. Name me three Democrats. Man, you got... You got... Hakeem Jeffries. That's no. Doesn't count. He's not a, not a national player. Well, 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 any of them could be national players. I, I'm talking about somebody who's viable. You don't have anybody, Mr. York. Uh, and... And the Republican Party, you know, not just these three young black people. The Republican Party has got benches full of, you know, uh, capable forty-something white people, and and uh, that that's something that's just a fact. <laughs> I mean, it's just a fact. All right, you, you got uh, Stacy Placid. She's on one of those committees. Who's that? She's she's a oh who's that? Yeah, who's that? You don't know she's she's a she's a Democrat. Okay, yeah, right. She's well known on the she, national stage. She's from J- Jamaica. She, yeah, she's well known. She was heading up. Carrie, you ever heard of, of Stacey team. Platt? No, no, uh, no. no. They're on the they're on the bench. They are on the bench. Well, they've deep certainly the demonstra- they've start- certainly they're, attracted deep on the bench. They're not, they're not aspiring the bench. right now to be on a national stage like Tim Scott in in in. Well, until they until they aspire, we don't know whether they can do it or not. And uh, so far, they don't. Even, nobody even knows who they are. <laughs> this is, uh, you know, this that, is, that's because you don't know who they are. You don't. You watch Fox, you don't see them. So you know they're sure, on. I do not. Want, on the, she's on the Judiciary Committee with Jim Jordan. I don't watch Fox. I don't have Fox. I don't have cable. Carrie, you want to talk a little more about? You, uh, Carrie, I'm going to accuse you. Of what you what you do is just give a great impassioned speech about something when we're off air, and then we get back on air, you choke it up. Now, you were talking about health care in a very impassioned way in the last break. you got a minute or two. Well, I, listener feedback was that it's basically self-pay. People cannot afford the plans that have low deductibles. What is that? Uh, t- ten care? Not ten care. Well, I'm not a sh- I understand. The- You're talking about market market on marketplace. Place. There, it is now where you anybody can go and sign up for an insurance plan, but in reality, the affordable plans have such high deductibles that it is realistically self pay. That if you were to sign up for a plan that had low deductibles, 
it would be not affordable. That's the comment of your listener. And, that's and your I would com- agree yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, that's your comment. I would agree with it. Yeah. And I um, stopped by a local t-shirt shop this week and was speaking to the owner, and they were saying that they pay $1,200 a month for single, for only her insurance. It's expensive. It's very expensive. Uh, and I think that's probably true, Carrie, that uh, uh, high deductibles, of course, you pay a lower premium. And the higher premium you pay, the lower the deductible is going to be. And I weighed in, though, Mr. York. Respectfully, you're saying that the Democrats have made it where everyone has insurance. And no, I think there's a difference in functional insurance and check the they- box. They have made it available, and and ACA deals with your income and what you can afford, and they and they supplement the the premiums. In Ten Care, it's basically on your income. Now I don't know what your your person out there has if they're paying twelve hundred dollars. They got some great insurance. I got some great insurance, and I don't pay twelve hundred dollars. Well, I had pancreatic surgery and all that, and chemo, and I didn't pay a penny out of my pocket. Because I paid my premiums, but it wasn't $1,200. Carrie, what, now you've illustrated the problem. What's the solution? you got about a minute. You know, I cannot think on my feet quite that fast, but it, it needs a lot more than a minute. But okay, well, to let's say let's... that the Democrats have made this wonderful solution to the problem, I simply am verbalizing disagreement i would love to engage this further all right i'll, I'll come prepared if if we yeah, really want right, to donate okay. time to it all right next week but, folks yeah we'll uh, let's, and let's bring in martin cheney okay I, i'd love it uh let's but do Carrier, it next over Monday. 10 million people are proud that they got aca or access to it they are proud until they have a better understanding because the bills are really coming in and they have self-pay insurance ultimately functionally except for the person who needs open heart surgery or is in a devastating car accident i've heard nothing but complaints about how uh it's a mind game it's a hoax how expensive that health insurance is fortunately i'm on medicare these days all right folks we will be back tomorrow uh think ron hart is probably out of the country so are you on medicare with supplements Doug? Or are course, you just yes. on Medicare? No, it was supplements. Okay. Because you, yeah. you can pay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. All right, we're out of here. Have a great day, folks. Again.